Mastodon explodes this week in the war with Twitter. We've got some news, some shitty housekeeping to talk about, some updates, and oh, got a brand new intro. Check it out right here on episode 16 of the Self Hosted Podcast. Are you ready? You're listening to the Self Hosted Podcast where we talk about taking control of your privacy and data without all the technical jargon. We promise not to talk over your head and use common sense language for normal everyday people. Now here's your host, Uncle Bonehead. Alright, I know that didn't sound right, the voice didn't sound right on it, and I'm going to fix that. But you, I've got two more things you're going to hear. The, the voice doesn't sound right. And I think that's because I recorded it wrong in the sample in the sample rate. Because I did it at 48, and I'm supposed to do it at 44.1. So that's probably why Casey sounds kind of funky. But I digress. We've got some pretty pretty shitty housekeeping to talk about. Um but first, let's 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 get into the news. Yeah, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to rush through this episode. I don't feel like I want to be rushed through this episode. But it's just, I've, I've, I'll tell you about it in the housekeeping section. Uh, apparently, there's been a massive exodus from Twitter. For India, um, it's I'm from what I'm I'm getting is that uh, the anger began to build against the social network Twitter uh, after lawyer Sanjay Hedgy Hedgy had his account suspended twice. Um, some lawyer, I guess. He's, he's, it's been a mass exodus. This all happened, went down, I guess, on Thursday or Friday. Um, it's like the second time he's been, he's been banned from Twitter or removed from Twitter or whatever. And dude, there's 30 million users in, in India alone on Twitter. And Mastodon just went nuts. It, it's this uh, this this article I'm reading it from is from the BBC.com. So it's a it was a big news apparently from what I'm welcome to you new indie uh, users from India for Mastodon. Welcome to the Vetiverse. It's nice to have you here. Stick around. I think you'll like it. Um, but what I understand here, this there it was in. Lots of like big media over in India about this, and there's this big, huge exodus to them. Um, what was it? Uh, Gargan <laughs> Eugene he posted uh, something like 18,000 uh, new just to mastodon.social, one instance almost 18,000, almost 19,000 users, all within like a day or two. So we welcome you to the Fediverse. Um, but I do have an issue with this BBC 
Mastodon.com article. Down towards the end, it mentions what exactly is Mastodon. Mastodon is an open source network where users can post, comment, follow other users, and publish images and videos like on a conventional platform. But what is most significant is that it is decentralized and open source. This means that there is no single entity running the network. Instead, users create and run their own servers. This means the social network then is made up of many servers, each of which has its own rules. This also allows users to choose servers that they think conform with the policies they agree with. Okay, I don't have an issue with that so far. This is what what it says. It says, Mastodon was first released in October of 2016, and the network claims to have more than 2.2 million users. Twitter has over has more than 300 million users. Whoop-de-doo. Um, now, this is the part that I, took, I take issue with. Many, it says, while many have failed Mastodon as a great alternative to Twitter, some have pointed out that it's not as easy to use, which means it's unlikely that Mastodon is going to take over, even in the long term. Others have dismissed the movement to leave Twitter as a temporary fad, which is unlikely to make a lasting mark. Um... Yeah, all it takes is enough people to get pissed off enough with these big, big uh, Twitter, and they're done. I mean, when people realize that you can go to Mastodon and you're not a product, yeah, buy Twitter. Um, the it's it's them saying that it's not easy to use. I beg to differ with you. I am a truck driver. Been driving truck for 27 years. I had no problems figuring out Mastodon. It's easy. And I think it's a lot easier than Twitter because you don't have half the idiots that you got on Twitter over on Mastodon. Don't even have half of those. At least on Mastodon, you can actually talk to the guy that wrote the program, wrote the, wrote the app, Eugen. You can actually talk to him like he's a real person. Try that with Zuckerberg or whoever does Twitter. Not that that's any important. But anyways, on to more news. Microsoft has announced that Microsoft Edge is coming to Linux. Uh In other news, the Tor project has announced that a new release of the Tor browser is out. The number nine version 9.0.1. It's for all platforms. Uh, It updates no script to 11.04. Windows OS X and Linux updates the Tor launcher to 0.2.20.2. And there's a new update for Android. There's, it's got a list of bugs, so go visit the, the link as to what to find out what what bugs are what. Now these next, next one two. Next two stories are from the Hackers News, Amazon's Ring Video Doorbell. Apparently, it's letting you letting attackers steal your Wi-Fi password. Um, I don't didn't see anywhere in here where it says, but it does. It, it goes through 
plain old HTTP. So I'm not sure how they're doing it, but they're doing it. <laughs> People are, uh, yeah. <laughs> the ring doorbell. Yeah. People are cracking your Wi-Fi password. Enough said. Uh, rogue trend micro employees sold customer data to tech support scammers. You know those tech support scammers? Hello, this is so-and-so from Microsoft Support, and we're we're tracking a problem with your your computer on your network. Is your IP fire up your network settings? Is your IP 192.168.0.1? Yeah, there's something going on with that. That's your IP that we tracked it to. Apparently, Trend Micro employees are selling your data <laughs> to those guys so that they can get a hold of you and talk you into giving them a bunch of money. Just scary. Um, now, this scares the crap out of me. This is from Nullbyte. There is apparently a way to exploit popular Linux file managers with a fake MP4. That's a video file. Um, and it, it uses Linux Mint in the tutorial slash experiment, whatever. Uh, Apparently, the, the fake video.mp4 is actually a desktop, dot desktop file, um, which for you that don't use Linux, dot desktop file is basically a shortcut on your desktop, you know, like you got your Windows shortcuts on Windows. So go read this. This will scare the shit out of you. Um, the desktop managers or desktop environments that are affected is GNOME, Cinnamon, Mate, KDE, XFCE4, and LXDE. Uh, unaffected systems was Ubuntu 18.04, GNOME, the Debian 10 with GNOME and Nautilus file managers, elementary OS 5, with the Pantheon desktop and Pantheon files file manager, Manjaro 18 with KDE and Dolphin file managers. The affected, uh, affected systems, <coughs> excuse me, is Linux Mix 19.2 with the Cinnamon desktop and the Nemo file manager, Zubuntu 18.04 with the XFCE desktop and Thunar file manager Fedora 30 with the Mate desktop and the Kaha file manager MX Linux with the XFCE4 desktop and the Thunar file manager so just go check this out and see it tells you you know how to make sure everything's cool and all that so <sighs> now my last news story <laughs> is kind of funny but still kind of scary um, it's from reclaimthenet.org apparently nobody knows exactly why but lasers 
can allow attackers to take over your Google Home and other smart features, smart speakers, I'm sorry. Um, I've got a couple of Google Homes and my son's got a, a uh, laser pointer. I'm going to try this and see what it does. I don't know what it does, but researchers warn that hackers may use infrared light that cannot be detected with naked eyes. The most effective protection against such hackers is hiding smart devices and their microphones away from the possible shine of light. The researchers managed to make Google Home react to its command from over 250 feet away, switching lights channels on your TV or otherwise messing with homeowners may sound like an innocent prank to some. However, these devices also control doors, security systems, and important engineering systems. Um, they were able to do this on an Amazon Echo, Google Home, Facebook Portal, and many other devices. So that's it's it's interesting. It's got a video, so go check that out. And somehow or another, they you can shine the light at the Google Home and ask it to tell ask it for what time it is and all that. That that's just pretty freaking creepy. Okay, so that's enough of that. Let's get into the housekeeping. Um, Yeah, the okay. I'll I'll do the shitty housekeeping first. Well, let's do the let's just do this in this order. Um, I was thinking about doing a, a YouTube channel on the Fediverse earlier this week. I asked about starting a YouTube channel for the podcast. You know just to look for exposure to the apps and the Fediverse, you know, that I'm trying to evangelize. Uh, how easy to evangelize, like I'm a preacher. <laughs> Hail to the Hubzilla! Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to you know, look for, you know, trying to get the exposure to the apps so that people can see them. You know, how easy it is to actually use them, host them yourself, and blah, 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 blah. You know, how, you know this feel for me by now. But uh, I'm not talking about abandoning PeerTube. I love me some PeerTube. But the YouTube content will be centered towards, like, the average every day. I got my coffee, and I'm sitting on the break room watching YouTube on my phone at work type person. You know, again, I want to show these people that if a guy like me can do this, so can they. I'm anything but an educated individual. I tried to go to tech college for electronics. I hated it. You know, I think I'm going to have to let you all in a little secret right here, right now. I've never told anybody this, and most people outside of my immediate family don't know this. I don't think I've ever even told one of my best friends for over... 20 some years um, I don't have an high school diploma hell I don't even have a GED that's right you're listening to a high school reject not to toot my own horn but I think I've done pretty good for myself over the years with without a little piece of paper saying that I know how to do things now for you older people 
my age, you know, don't ever think you're too old to learn anything. You ha you have an advantage that these young kids don't. You already know how to learn. And for you young kids, and by kids I mean anybody from the age of 49 all the way down to just starting to get a school, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't learn something. Your first steps, just like when you was a baby, you had to crawl before you learned how to walk. So keep trying and don't ever stop learning because somebody told you to. And that really goes for anybody. Never stop learning. Never stop trying. And never, ever give up. Now, just a disclaimer on this YouTube thing. Uh, I do plan on implementing ads on the channel. And we'll start live streaming the recording of this podcast, which is usually done on Sundays. Plus some random streams from my phone throughout the week. The main reasons for the ads are, number one, revenue to cover the cost of production there's no real actual monetary cost of production other than our desperate need for a vps and we'll get into that here in a little bit um and two to help drive traffic to PeerTube and the rest of the fediverse where there are no ads and i plan to use this as an advantage um what what i want to do is on the YouTube channel, I want to do like a little short three or four, maybe five minute videos, maybe 10 or 15 at the most. And then if somebody wants to get more in depth, the rest of the video will be over on PeerTube. So I'm going to try to shove my traffic from you, collect traffic on YouTube and shove it to PeerTube instead of doing like some of these other podcasters and YouTubers. Oh, look, I've got a PeerTube channel. But I'm only getting like 20 views on PeerTube, and I'm getting 4,000 on my on my YouTube. Maybe that's because it's the same fucking shit on both channels. Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyways, before I get too far, let me throw a special thank you to Why You Know Host for mentioning me in the podcast in the October edition of the of the newsletter, their newsletter. Uh, I do appreciate it. And thank you guys very, very much. So, this is this is what's been going on this week. Um, Mastodon user Oros on uh, Mastodon Oros at mastodon.host, I believe his, his URL is. Um, he tooted out a very interesting question the other day. It was probably, what, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, he was asking for, you know, those people out there that self-host what they're using. I don't know if he meant to tag me in it because he wanted to know what I was using or if he wanted me to boost it, but I did anyways. And... If you don't know anything about social media, here's a, here's the scenario. You get tagged in a post. Post goes not really viral, but gets pretty popular. It gets a lot of boosts or retweets for you guys on the bird site. Or shares for you face, facial book people. Um, but if you're tagged in that original post, you get a notification when someone responds or likes it. 
But I was busy driving across Arkansas and Texas to Dallas that day. And I listened to my phone chirp for quite a while. <laughs> I don't, I don't get that many notifications unless it's my friends doing a group SMS message or Mastodon. So I finally stopped and checked it. I must have had 30 or 40 likes, boosts, and responses. I had to stop the notifications. From there, from those, I figured out that there are 37 apps that people are using and at least seven Why You Know host installs and running on four different Raspberry Pis. By far the most popular app that was installed was Nextcloud. I'm gonna include the full list at the end of, at the, end of the show notes. Oros has uh, posted his findings from it and he's got a lot of information on it. Um, but this got me thinking, what if we had a self-hosted survey that we could leave up for a while and let people just tell us what the apps they're running. Uh, you know, what kind of machine are they running them on? What OS are they running it on? What distro? Um, those kinds of things. What And what I needed to find is a survey type app, something open source and even self-hostable. Well, the first thing I did was hit Cirque's. Duck, duck, go. Both of them referred to me Lime Survey. So I took, looked it over, and damn, if this isn't exactly what I was looking for. So I started looking at the install instructions, and I'm like, I wonder if why you know has this in its repos. Um, yeah, that was a dumb question. It was there and easy as hell to install. Thank you, why you know host. Doesn't require a whole domain or anything like that. It was just made it even more stupid simple to install and right after this we're going to tear into that and then move in to the sh shitty news <laughs> of the part of the house <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Fediverse. Visit Fediverse.party to find out more about it. For the best server distro to use to self-host, we recommend Why You Know Host. Visit whyyouknowhost.org for more information. So yeah, Lime Survey, it's very cool. You could pretty much do any kind of thing you want with it. it is absolutely amazing i've got a bookmarked here somewhere i thought i had it bookmarked but uh apparently i didn't bookmark it <laughs> so let me search for it while i'm trying to do the show and be very unprofessional survey i can't spell so it's limesurvey.org. And like I said, on why you know, it was just, you know, boom, one click install. It is the worldwide leading open source survey software as a professional SES solution or as a self hosted community edition. Um, you can host it yourself or you can pay them to host it for you. Um, 
the additions and pricing here, the Lime Survey Pro. Uh, you could do it for free, but you only get 25 responses per month. So I don't think that's going to work. So I'm going to have to do something a little bit more. And I'm not paying $24 a month to get 1,000 thousand responses. Uh, it, it's the it ranges anywhere from for 20, for 1,000 responses to your survey, $24 a month. And then all the way up to get 100,000 responses per year on two different domains at three gigs of storage, you get $849 a year. No. <laughs> That's a little pricey for me, but, you know, I can self-host it. But anyways, I got this, I got, I had this idea. I worked up a couple, two different surveys. Worked up, are you interested in a sur in self-hosting? And then I had another survey for, are you currently self-hosting? Um, I say had. They were both 10 questions each. I had worked them out and was installed Lime Survey and was starting to insert the questions and work my way through setting up the surveys on my Wayuna host and my server died. So now I'm pretty much screwed for email. Uh, but I do have a friend of mine. I'm not sure if he's a listener of the show. I'm calling him a friend of mine because I talk to him quite often on Mastodon. Um, Nixnet.xyz. Uh, I haven't checked my email. I'm a Gmail. <clears throat> Feels so dirty. Um, if see if he's got it. Got me. Send me up something. Um, yeah, he does. Looks like it's going to be Uncle Bonehead at nixnet.xyz. I'll put links in the show notes if it is, uh, if that's what it is. So check out Nixnet. Maybe make sure I got that right. Nixnet. Yep. N i x n e t x y z. He's got. A bunch of stuff he offers email, XMPP, Jabber uh, servers, Mastodon instance, a Gatia, DNS. He runs three DNS servers, he runs proxies, CERCs. He's got a tiny, tiny RSS you can use. CodyMD, if you've never used CodyMD, CodyMD is absolutely awesome. Um, he had an NVIDIA server until Google started blocking his IPs. So NVIDIA was a front end for YouTube without the tracking and ads. Kind of like new pipe, you know, on Android. He, he's also running Knitter, which is the same thing, but for Twitter. Uh, he's running a private bin, a plume instance of mobile server. He's running a wired guard. He's running Bookstack, X Browser Sync, Wallabag, Framadate, and RSS Bridge. He's running all that stuff. He's running it all for free. If you're interested, go check out nixnet.xyz. Throw him some money. And check out his blog. He's got some cool ass shit on his blog. Uh, tells you how to download courses from Linux Academy. Uh, not illegally. You have to have a, you know, 
be a paying member of Linux Academy. Uh, it does gives you ideas for buying a domain name, uh, how to resize Lux within you know encrypted LVM partitions. Uh, he's blocking ads on mobile and desktop, and how to remove your site from the Wayback Machine on Archive.org. So go check out Nixnet. Dot XYZ. He's got some very cool stuff on that website, and uh, some very cool services. If you're, if you, incidentally, if you guys from Mastodon, you know, indie, Twitter India, and you're looking for a Mastodon instance, there you go. Mastodon, what is it? Masto. Dot Dot XYZ. So there you go. Perfect, perfect place for you to go sign up at. Um, yeah, anyways, I digress. That, my, why you know host is dead and done. I've got to get a VPS because I don't have any more machines laying around to hook anything up. So, if you sent email to Uncle Bonet at ubmedia.nohost.me, don't send it because <laughs> it's, it's not going to get received. Uh, Really, all I had on there was, uh, other than the Lime survey that it was setting up this morning, uh, I had Nextcloud, Fresh RSS, the email, my Firefox Sync server, and uh, what else did I have on there? Oh, I had a, a placeholder website for introradio.com, but I can change that easily. Uh, the I got thumb drives and SD cards for my files and stuff, so I'm good there. But anyways, I digress. That's what the shitty housekeeping is. How far are we into this? We're right at 30 minutes. So go check out limesurvey.org. Check out all the show notes uh, at boneheadmedia.com and Nixnet.xyz. I gotta get used to saying that. Nixnet.xyz. Try try emailing me. Uncle Bonehead. U N K L E B O N E H E A D at Nixnet.xyz. And we will catch you guys all again next time on episode number seventeen. Don't know what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be something. Always be good, always be safe, and never stick your password where you wouldn't stick your face. Bonehead across the entire Fediverse using Activity Pub. Just search for Uncle Bonehead at Mastodon.social. Send your emails to Uncle Bonehead at ubmedia.nohost.me. For the show notes and links to the topics in this episode, please visit boneheadmedia.com. This podcast can be found on Apple and Google Podcasts or wherever free podcasts are sold. If you like this show, you can support Uncle Bonehead at coffee.com slash boneheadmedia or LibraPay.com slash UncleBonehead slash donate. 
Music is generously provided by Unfa. Support him at patreon.com slash Unfa. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. I am Casey and I approve this message. Thank you for listening to the self-hosted podcast. See you all on the next episode.